Durham just exposed some of the real Russian collusion during the 2016 presidential campaign. When it comes to mapping out the massive joint venture to create the Russiagate scandal, he's still on the ground floor. By Brian Cates. Beginning in 2015, as Donald J. Trump masterfully negotiated his way around the deepest, most experienced GOP field of nominees in that party's history, and found himself faced with a Democratic opponent of such shallow ability and popularity that her own party had to rig its nomination system for her, a narrative quickly arose in the mainstream press about this. The rookie real estate magnate and TV personality was having so much obvious success in running against deeply entrenched establishment politicos on both sides of the political spectrum that his success had to be explained in a manner that made sense to people who viewed Trump as a cartoonish buffoon. It was manifestly obvious to many that Trump didn't beat a large field of experienced GOP governors, senators, and congressmen on his own merits, and he certainly wasn't having any success versus Clinton because his message to the public was resonating better than hers. No, that simply couldn't be it. And so, the Big Brother fake news matrix media and Democrats and establishment rhinos embarked on a quest to discover the real reason Trump was having such a fantastic run in his first political campaign for office. And it didn't take them long to supposedly suss out the true cause of Trump's ascendancy. Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. Of course, the stupid Trump-Russia collusion narrative is now known to have been a dirty trick hoax hatched within the Hillary Clinton campaign itself, and this dirty trick hoax became the dominant political narrative in the United States all through the 2016 campaign and into the Trump presidency itself. The Russiagate hoax led to congressional hearings and investigations. Russiagate spawned not just one, but two special counsel investigations, the second of which is still investigating the work of the first. One way of looking at this is that the bad guys got to go first and present their case to the country that Donald J. Trump and his close associates in the White House were Russian agents bought off to sell out their own country, undermining its national security and implementing policies that put America last and the interests of Russia and her allies first. Durham is now making his case that, far from being a Russian stooge, Donald Trump was the victim of a highly orchestrated and coordinated smear campaign while he was in the process of becoming one of the best and most effective American presidents in the country's history. Durham and his team have been using false statement trials to completely eviscerate the last surviving vestiges of the Russiagate hoax's credibility. And Durham is exonerating Trump and exposing those who plotted against him while the country wakes up to the obvious truth that Joseph R. Biden and key members of the D.C. cabal, to which he belongs, are Chinese agents 
who've been massively bribed to sell out their country, openly undermining its national security as they implement one disastrous policy after another that puts America last, and the interests of the Chinese Communist Party and its allies first. As I explained in my recent column at Badlands Media, Durham continues to reveal previously undisclosed Spygate evidence. This special prosecutor has been led by extraordinary circumstances to have to spend major time countering and destroying a major national propaganda campaign that the entire country was immersed in for more than five years. A massive and coordinated propaganda campaign that involved one, all the major mainstream news media outlets, two, the big social media platforms, three, the U.S. Congress with investigations and hearings, four, federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies, five, a special counsel investigation led by former FBI Director Robert Mueller, six, movies and TV programs, and a plethora of books touting the hoax. And this all ran nonstop. 24-7 for half a decade, fueled by a raft of leaks to the news media, the vast majority of which turned out to be inaccurate and wrong. For some strange reason, many people absolutely refused to acknowledge the massive hurdle the Durham Special Counsel faced in trying to counter this overwhelming propaganda campaign. They seemed to think Durham should have been just dumped all the big indictments out there early in 2020 or early 2021 and let the chips fall where they may. They don't understand. Durham's playing the long game. He'll sacrifice a few rooks, trials for low-level figures facing minor process crimes, to take the other side's propaganda cover off the board. That's exactly what he's been doing. But many are too blind to see it. How many people still haven't figured out that the main purpose of the recent Igor Danchenko trial was not to give a ground-level member of the Hillary Clinton Dirty Tricks team a couple of weeks in a club fed and a fine over a minor process crime, but rather to kill the last remaining vestiges of credibility that remained to the dying Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? By exposing which of the two campaigns in the 2016 presidential race was actually working with a suspected Russian agent to influence the election, and it wasn't Donald J. Trump's campaign. That's the punchline. How many people actually got the joke? You know Hillary did. How hard was it to, for her to keep a straight face all through that 2016 campaign, watching the news media and the FBI going after Trump for a hoax her own campaign had made up and that she had personally approved. Of course, Hillary stopped laughing once Trump beat her ass like a bongo drum and won the presidency. Well, surprise. Turns out the real Russian collusion during that election was never inside the Trump campaign, and like Devin Nunes has always been saying since late 2017, when people find out what really happened, where the real Russian collusion actually was, it's going to blow their programming. What conspiracy? Why, I've never even met any of these people. Of course, 
Hillary Clinton can put on her most innocent-looking face and say she's never met Danchenko. She can claim there's no conspiracy here because she's never been in the same room with most of the players in it. Well, of course she hasn't. She and her husband, for decades, have used very expensive lawyers as cutouts and middlemen to hire the people who get their hands dirty. The Clintons rarely, if ever, meet the ground-level contractors hired to do the grunt work. But that doesn't change the fact that the paper trail has been completely exposed and the whole world can now see which campaign it was that ended up paying a suspected Russian agent for what turned out to be fake allegations tying Donald Trump to the Russian government. Durham got it all on the record, and that's not even the whole story. One campaign in 2016 was compromised by the Russians, but it wasn't Trump's. I also suspect Durham knows who it is inside the Clinton campaign that was feeding top-level strategy meeting details to Russian intelligence, which is how Brennan got that Russian intel intercept in July 2016. It's just a question of when or how he decides to reveal it. Pretty sure at this point Brennan is wishing he'd just wiped his ass with that intel analysis and flushed it down the toilet instead of rushing to the White House to alert everybody that the Clinton campaign's dirty tricks plan was already in the hands of the Russians. Because the one big thing the CIA's intercept of the Russian intel analysis did when Brennan briefed everybody on it, it left a paper trail that by the end of October stretched from the CIA, the Obama White House, the National Security Council, the DOJ and the DOJ's National Security Division, and the FBI. All these people, in each of these places, had been briefed and knew about the Clinton campaign's newly launched plan to vilify the Trump campaign with fake Russia hoaxes as a means of distracting the public from Hillary's very real email scandal. Durham knows who the Carter Page FISA warrant affiant is, and he'll drop that when he's ready. When he moves from the issue of how the FBI's Crossfire Hurricane team never verified the dossier that they all knew had come straight from the Clinton campaign's Dirty Tricks squad to exactly who took those fake allegations out of the dossier and put them in the warrant and signed it and affirmed to the court it was true and correct, Durham will drop the name of who the affiant was. Which has never leaked in six years. Because whoever this person is, they committed a massive federal felony. They knew they were submitting a tainted and fraudulent warrant to the judge to spy on a United States citizen, and not just on that one citizen. That fraudulent warrant was a window into the entire Trump campaign during the last days of the 2016 election. It was a historically unprecedented spy warrant. And this person knew they were asking the court for it on the basis of a hoax. My money 
is on the affiant being the long-disappeared Joseph Pientka. Remember him? He's a distant memory for many people, but I think of him often. I've written about this mysterious FBI agent who first enters the Spygate story by going to the White House with a fellow agent, Peter Strzok, in January of 2017 to have a friendly interview with President Trump's newly installed National Security Advisor, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. That interview was the direct result of a top-level Obama administration meeting in which former FBI Deputy Director of Counterintelligence Bill Priestap took some very illuminating notes in which he scribbled they were seeking to find something to investigate Flynn for with the goal of getting him either fired or prosecuted. As it so happened, Flynn ended up having both happened to him, fired, and then prosecuted for what later turned out to be an invented false statement charge that led to a four-year-long circus in D.C. federal court. Columns I've written, in which the long-disappeared FBI special agent Joseph Pienka makes an appearance, include... Why FBI Special Agent Joseph Pienka is the DOJ's Invisible Man. Will four mysterious spygate figures be emerging soon? Sidney Powell and the DOJ's Invisible Man and Flynn Prosecution Team hid exculpatory evidence. Links in the article. The opening of that last column still holds as true as it did when I wrote it back in early November 2019, almost three full years ago. Quote, When two... FBI agents arrived at the White House on the morning of January 24, 2017 to interview Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. None of the three men involved could have foreseen the different fates that awaited them. One of the men would be forced to very publicly resign from an important job in the newly installed Trump administration. One would be very publicly fired from the FBI after a contentious congressional hearing before the entire country, and one of these men would simply disappear." End quote. It is now October of 2022, and FBI Special Agent Joseph Pientka remains just as invisible today as he was three years ago. Exactly how long does the DOJ, the FBI, and the Durham Special Counsel's Office intend to keep up this Pientka disappearing act? If Durham's strategy was to completely destroy the Russiagate hoax by fully exposing it, great, he's done that. The Danchenko trial allowed him to drive the final nails into the coffin after staking it through the heart. Now it's time to move on from mapping out the ground floor level of this massive RICO joint venture to create and propagate the Russiagate hoax and use it as a pretext to investigate Donald Trump, it's time now to move past the private contractors doing the grunt work at the bottom and start moving up the ladder. It's time to move up to the Clinton campaign and the FBI. The second story of the conspiracy. I know it's frustrating to have to wait and see when Durham decides to make his next move and what that next move will be. But it can't be helped. Nobody rushes Durham, and he'll move when he's ready. It's just that simple. 